Welcome, everyone, to episode 38 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. We continue today with the discussion in Ratzinger. In particular, they talk about how Jesus is described, who is Jesus. They talk about looking for meaning and earning something versus being given something by God and how you don't have to earn it. So great discussion right there. And they also talk about the importance of spending time with God through various means. One of the more interesting ones to me was meditation. I personally had the opportunity to experience a form of meditation uh, last week when I went to adoration. Hadn't done that in a while. And I just spent about 15 minutes in the church and it was great. I really enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. I had this overwhelming sense of calm. So if you've never tried that before, I highly recommend it. Uh, regardless, we hope you enjoy episode 38 of Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, thanks again for joining us. I'm Father Dave, this is Rick. We're Casting the Net and we're delighted that you're taking a moment to to spend with us as we continue to have conversations about the meaningfulness of our faith, of Christian faith, and the applicability of faith in daily living. And we've had an extended series, which is a which is a continuing, a continuing conversation that has been fueled by a work by then far, Father Joseph Ratzinger called Introduction to Christianity, and it has just been an absolute delight and a powerhouse mm-hmm. um, for us. Yeah with um, excitement to exchange ideas and to apply anew the, the power of the Christian faith that we, that we hold to be true in our yeah. own living. Yeah, so much fun to revisit. Um, it's been 20 years for me, and, and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, I, still, I still vividly remember encountering, encountering it the first time, and I'm not the person I was 20 years ago, yeah. obviously. Um, and so it's, it's interesting to draw comparisons between my, what, what I'm picking up now versus what I picked up the first time around yeah 35 years for me when i first read the work (laughs) (laughs) kidding kidding you look a day over 40 right right. (laughs) oh goodness um we've been well last last episode in particular we uh focused a a little more intensely on the person of christ and Mm. um just a reminder that the the work by Cardinal Ratzinger is really in large part an exposition of the of the great creedal affirmation. Hmm. So going through the creed in a way, the Christian creed that we're, we're, we're so accustomed to professing, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, and I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, right? Hmm. Son, our Lord. I mean, divine and human right there in yeah. that, in that creedal proclamation. And, and, Joseph Ratzinger goes through the creed with um, with great consideration yep. for the meaningfulness of that of that affirmation of faith, mm-hmm. and does so in a way where he's talking about contrasting views, challenging views, threats to that, others who themselves might uh, challenge that, positing that. And then responding to that, which I just find really helpful. I do too, especially in the section on Christ. Um, it's interesting. At the time, 
Cardinal Ratzinger, you know, Father Ratzinger's writing um, for about 150 years prior, and then for a few decades after, sort of the regnant, like, most prominent view of Jesus, certainly in the academic world, and then that trickles down into the pews, the most prominent view of Jesus is Jesus as, like, a wisdom figure. Yes. You know, as, as just a prophet, as just, you know— a guy a was guru. Some, a guru, yeah, yeah, Buddha or Oprah or Deepak Chopra or whoever, you know, whatever wisdom figure you want to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, the scholars come to this conclusion because they claim there's no there's no evidence to the contrary in, in the scriptures that we that we have available to us. Yeah. To which Cardinal Father Radsinger says that's that's nonsense. You know, yes. the Gospels and the the epistles of the New Testament are chock full of proof texts. Yes. demonstrating that Christ is both divine and human. And thank, thank goodness, otherwise yes. we'd, we'd still be stuck. Yes. We would be unsaved. Yes. In fact, in his work, there's no less than five different divine uh, titles that are ascribed uh, to Jesus himself in the Gospels alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and towards that end, the Christian, the challenge from the beginning has always been, who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what fuels heresies. Yeah. And that's what moves the church to gather and to authoritatively assert yeah. once again who he is. And we, yeah. we call those ecumenical councils, which right. really all of them, you know, even even Vatican II in, in, in some way, we'll have to save this for another series, <laughs> um, has um, absolutely essential Christological uh, causes underneath yeah. its, uh, its convening. Well, who who do you say that I am, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's one of the most yeah. important and, and prominent questions that Christ asks his disciples and us. As well. Yes. I mean, who, who do you say that I am? Yes. And um, if Christ isn't divine and human, then what we talked about last recording about, uh, you know, Christ as the model for us in, in self-giving um, doesn't do us a lot of good. Right. He, he he might he might teach us how to do it, but we're still wounded on the inside. We still wouldn't be fixed on the inside yes. and capable of following his example. Yes, right. I mean that's we we just heard um, at uh, Sunday mass this this you know last Sunday we we heard uh, you know Christ push the commandments deeper, hmm. right? I mean the commandments that were given on Sinai, which are written in stone, yes, are not yet written on the human heart. Yes, they need to be written on the human heart yes. to empower us to follow them. Yes. Right. And that that's why Christ is so bold in proclaiming that, you know, it says, yep, you shall not kill. But if you hold animosity in your heart, you're already guilty of murder. Yeah. Well, who could live up to that? Uh, you know, that 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 exhortation you can if you are healed on the inside and elevated yes. on the inside. And that's what Christ offers us. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and only can you uh, uphold them in that fashion that Christ does not throw out the old but fulfills it Mm -hmm. right in his very person. Mm -hmm. And that's why, again, that's why he can make such bold claims. And that's why there's there's a, there's a quotation in, um, in uh, intro to Christianity that I just, I find especially powerful. Oh, let me hear it. That sounds like if we're not healed interiorly, if Christ isn't divine and human and, and hasn't fixed our situation, then what father Ratzinger writes here is, is nuts. It's lunacy. He says this, On the contrary, a Christian is someone who knows that in any case, he lives first and foremost as the beneficiary of a bounty (laughs) and that all righteousness can only consist in being himself a donor, like the beggar who is Mm. grateful for what he receives 
and generously passes part of it on to others. The calculatingly righteous man who thinks he can keep his own shirt front white and build himself up inside it is the unrighteous man. Human righteousness can only be attained by abandoning one's own claims and being generous to man and to God. And then he goes on to talk about how um, really what we're doing here is imitating uh, how God treats us. Yes. You know, um, God treats us with super abundant, with, with yeah. excessive generosity, whether it's, whether it's from the moment of creation, yeah. you know, giving us the world we live in to yeah. uh, specific instances from the, uh, the scriptural narrative with, you know, I mean, the wedding at Cana. Yeah. Right. I mean, he saves the good wine for the end. Yeah, that's right. Uh, multiplication of the loaves. There's, there's excess. He does, yes. he does too much. <laughs> right. That's right. You know, I mean, that's just, that's kind of the, uh, the blueprint or the game plan for how God deals with us. It, a generosity that can never be outdone. And we're called to imitate that, and it sounds crazy if we're still stuck in our sins, stuck yeah. in our selfishness and our egoism. Yeah. Gosh, why do I forget that? Why, why, why yeah. do I forget that? No, hey, I'm, I'm with you, brother. But that, 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 that's the fuel. That's the fuel for the day, um, the generosity. And to the degree that I'm aware of having received such mercy, that, I mean, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. the... It's the unearned um, love that God simply lavishes upon me because I am. I Mm -hmm. am created in his image. I am created for meaning and purpose. I am created for him. And I'm at my best when I am in union with him, not rebellion from him. Yeah. And I'll forget that. You know, you know, Joseph Pieper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, of him. Yeah. I mean, personally. Yeah. Yeah. The great German. Great German philosopher. Philosopher and theologian. Yeah. Um, he once remarked that um, to be loved, and he's he's you know clipping from somebody else, of course, because sure. we, we all do. But he says <laughs> he says uh, to be loved is to be told it is good that you exist. It is good oh, that wow. you're here, you know. And for me, it's important for me when I when I get stuck in the same situation, you know, uh-huh. you're you're stuck in, and it's just, I have problems remembering how generously God deals with me. Yeah. And how patient he is. Yeah. Luckily, it's usually on in, in, in like a small scale setting. It's it's at home with the kids. Yes. You know, I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of hundreds of people. Um, for me, it helps to slow down and remember that. You know, to be loved is to be yeah. told it's good that you're here. Now try a little harder. Yeah, you know? it's good that you're here. To be loved is to be told that good that you're here. It, Jesus tells. Uh, the story of the man who uh, receives such extraordinary remission of a debt that is owed. And no sooner is the remission of this unimaginable debt just simply um, made to this person because of his pleading um, than that person stumbles across a person who owes him a fraction of mm. what he owed the other person. Yeah. And, completely loses sight of the generosity that he has received in which he is to live and throttles this person. And when I lose sight myself of being the recipient of mercy, Mm. of generosity, of patience, of understanding, (laughs) I too can be impatient, rash in my judgment, 
Well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's to be told that it's good that you're here is, is a sign of patience, mm. right? Infinite patience on mm. God's part. Mm. Now, display that to others. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, that, and that's, that's the adventure of faith. That's the adventure of life. It takes a lifetime to, um, to, to make progress in this. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, we, we have to, we have to have, we have to have some goal in our lives. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we can't, we can't live aimlessly. We can't live for, you know, trivial things, ultimately meaning, meaningless things. We're, we're looking for meaning as we discussed in, at, at the very kickoff to the series yes. on, uh, on introduction to Christianity, because that's, that's a question that Cardinal Ratzinger takes up. Um, what greater meaning, what greater adventure is there than to become a saint, to yeah. grow in holiness? What, what yeah. else is there? Yeah. You know, to, to demonstrate a patient love and forgiveness and mercy that God himself has showered on you. Yes. Right. And to, to evidence that patiently, persistently in one's own life, this uh, bounty, this bounty, this, or Saint in, um, St. Mark's gospel, the, there's a ransom, a ransom that has been paid, right? Mm. Paid for me and paid for you. That, um, uh, the one who had uh, held me, um, a captive, right? Mm. Um, no longer holds that power over me because of a love that absolutely triumphs that, mm-hmm. um, it, it, the image of ransom paid yeah. freedom, that uh, comes to be experienced. Yeah, well, that, that's that's what uh, that's what our hope is rooted in, right? Sure, I mean, it the is. fact that uh, God's excessiveness is demonstrated so often in the gospel, oh, the entire you know, story of yes salvation, yes, but uh, particularly in the gospels, again with instances like the wedding at Cana, um, that we come to see that um, you know that God's gratuitousness always infinitely outstrips His justice. Yeah, you know, and that we can we can be confident in that even on our bad days. Um, God's mercy is there. This is an especially challenging truth to behold in a day and an age where calamity is broadcast oh, yeah. incessantly. Yep. Deception, treachery, Gr- grievance, brutality. Right. That's the that's the message of the day. And we yep. live we live in the world, so we're bombarded with everything that is wrong. Yeah. And the the, the gratuity of God. Yep. is never at play in the world in which we live in 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 the sense of secular outlets mm-hmm. giving any kind of shrift to this. Mm-hmm. And um, therefore, we have to persevere with seeking Christ. And that means spending time with him. That's right. Every single day, the importance of conversing with him, the importance of meditating, mm-hmm. just spending time with him, hearing him say, it's good that you exist. Yeah. Receive the sacraments. Receive the sacraments. You know. Encourage others to do that. Uh, participate together. Mm-hmm. That's what church is, right? I mean, it that, is. That, that's the whole point of church. It is. It's a big. It is. It's a big tent, and we're all here. Yes. But, um, you know, we are all here to yeah, here, big, to, here to build in, each other. In up. Big tent there doesn't mean political big tent where right. we've got all sorts of wildly uh, incongruent. Uh, positions that somehow are tenuously held together that's right. party right no big tent means there's a place for everyone yes because we've all been the ransom has all been paid to free yeah. all of us i mean your, the common ground is christ himself yeah your brokenness my brokenness you know yes um 
Pope Francis's image of the church as a field hospital. It's a, yes. it's a beautiful one. Yes, which he pulls from the church fathers. That's right. Yeah. But echoing the tradition. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm reminded of that. I am so reminded. I'm, rem- I'm reminded of that profoundly, Rick, uh, at the altar. I mean, the Lord gives me this this great grace mm. nearly every, every Mass, uh, every celebration of Holy Eucharist mm-hmm. at that very moment. Um, in, in, in breaking the host, the fraction right, we call it technically at the altar, and mm-hmm. behold the Lamb of God. And and I too am in this field hospital that mm-hmm. is church. I too am unworthy though called. Yeah. This is medicine for my soul that the Lord knows is so essential that he gratuitously <laughs> provides it. Yeah. I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. He gives it. It's hard to be comfortable with that, isn't it? I mean, it was just because mm. so much we we put such an onus on um, earning things in life, mm. in culture, in our society. I mean, so when someone acts so generously with us or gratuitously with us, you know, we kind of give them the, the the side glance, like what what's what what what's your what's your angle here? Yeah, when I really need something, but yet I'm I'm too proud mm. in a selfish way to say to accept your, um, your benevolence. No, right. I, I really don't need that. Right. But I really do. I don't want to inconvenience you. <laughs> I don't want to inconvenience you. Inconvenience. I think, yeah, there's, there's again, a brokenness within the, within the human heart that, that creates a vulnerability with yeah. that. To which God says, no, no, I've created you. It is, yes. it is good that you exist. It is yes. good that you were here. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Yeah. And relentlessly, um, lovingly makes that, uh, extension to us. So to the degree that we recognize the gratuitousness of God, the, the, um, the extravagance, the extravagance of his mercy, mm. uh, first with me, first with me, I become more, I would say, empowered, uh, capable, willing, daring to be an instrument to others. Mm. Absolutely. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. <laughs> a dad and a priest, we're trying to become better fathers. Mm. And we're so grateful for your time with us. And um, you really, you you bless us, friends, by participating in the conversation that we're sharing um, as we're all together casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.